Welcome to the Podcaster's Cut. As with me, as always, is the scrumptiliumptious George. Heidi ho, neighbor Joe. And today we're going to talk about some movies. And just so you let you guys know, as the title says, this is, this is full of spoilers. Spoilerific. Uh, and, and today's episode was actually edited by uh, Zack Snyder. So who knows? This my episode might come out like two years from now. And, uh, <laughs> and then you would have <laughs> probably watched it. Yeah, it's probably going to be like four hours long. <laughs> it's going to be super CGI'd. Me and George are going to be like all CGI'd. Anyways, uh, but before that, movie news. Do, let, do, 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 do. Yeah. Um, and uh, I actually watched some uh, trailers. Um, I will. I watched like two. You watched two trailers. I don't know if I did get to see any trailers. I saw the the unholy. Oh yeah, I watched that one like a week ago. <laughs> Jaime sent it to me, so yeah. I ended up watching it. Yeah. What'd you think? I thought it looked dope. Yeah. I like what's his face. I always I can never remember his name. Uh, Sam and Dean's dead. Yeah, the comedian. Yeah, there we go. The comedian. Bruce first, Wayne's thought, dad. Yeah, Bruce Wayne's dad. Ironic for the show. Yeah. Uh, when you said the comedian right now, I was like, he's not a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, oh, yeah, watch that. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, like, it looked good. It looked creepy. Yeah. I think it was a, you know, with the whole renaissance of new horror movies and the way they've been doing it, you know, because, like, I feel like James Wan really changed the way how horror movies are done and, like, shot nowadays. Yeah, he I did. I feel like almost all of, his, all of these movies that come out have, like, that kind of a look yeah this one i think went about it in an interesting way of like showing but not showing you what the heck is going on and like the idea of like the virgin mary being the cause of this like demonic presence yeah i think it looks pretty dope yeah yeah there's now there's always like a totem or another world that's like infiltrating like that's what's causing like the spooky stuff now yeah. i feel it's always and like a supernatural effect too. yeah but it looks cool yeah, yeah it it supernatural <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah it looks really good i thought you know, what's his name? Jeffrey something? Jeffrey Dean? Jeffrey Dean Thomas? Morgan. Jeffrey Dean Morgan? Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> you got the first two. I got the last one. <laughs> oh, you don't like him. I don't? Yeah, you don't like people with three names. Oh, I probably don't. <laughs> actually, I don't know. Do I like him? I do. I uh, Actually, I do, yeah. But actually, you know what? I only call him Jeffrey Dean. I don't call him Jeffrey Dean Morgan. No, no, you just yeah. or J D Morgan. J D Morgan. Yeah, it sounds like isn't that like what was the bank? Yeah, yeah. no J P Morgan. Yeah, J P Morgan. <laughs> J D Powers or J D J D yeah. Morgan. Uh, but anyways, yeah. Um, I don't know. It looks really good. I He's agree. his acting is pretty good in it, but. I don't know. I feel like the monster at the end is gonna be so cheesy. It's gonna be like really bad. It's like remember when we watched the nun? Yeah. Like the nun, the actual nun was it looked like, kind of like funny. Yeah, and I was like, I mean, it's still kind of creepy, but like, it, yeah. I don't think it creeped me out as much as it did in the Conjuring Two mm-hmm. with the whole like painting aspect. Yeah. But it wasn't as creepy. That movie wasn't as good as the other Conjuring Conjuring verse movies. No, it wasn't. You know, I mean, it was cool because like at the end, it's like kind of like supernatural. Like this, the the priests are like, I got these bombs made out yeah. of holy water. <laughs> boom, boom. boom. <laughs> turns into an action movie. Yeah, it turns. Into, yeah, it really did. Yeah, like, let's did. put the ring of salt around us, and yeah. he won't be able to pass. Like, and then Jeffrey D. Morgan comes out and like, oh, him. Oh, yeah, wrong movie. <laughs> yeah, he throws a uh, <laughs> a holy Bible on him. Like, ah. <laughs> Anyways, you know, it's funny you bring up the unholy. Um. I watched, it wasn't a trailer, but it was like a sneak peek at The Conjuring 3. 
and about what the story is going to be about. Do you you know what the story is going to be about? I have no clue. It's going to be the first time that demonic presence was on trial as Mm. a murder case. Is this real? Yeah, this is supposedly real. I hadn't looked into it, but supposedly it's the first time in U.S. history where the they were arguing whether or not he was actually possessed in a court of law. Wow. Yeah, and I was like, this is interesting. This is kind of cool. And like, you see, uh, what are their names? Something, something. I can't think of their names right now. Mm. The the two people, the investigators, all the time. Like, he's outside of the court room and he's like talking to the news and like saying like oh this is oh what's her name forgot yeah elaine wood something the woods something like that i can't think the woods (laughs) i think whatever the character the real people's names but yeah that's what the third movie is gonna be about it's interesting i'm like all right cool we're gonna go the ghost take manhattan oh dude i just looked it up i you didn't tell me what the subtitle i mean not yeah the sub is it subtitle yeah yeah or the colon yeah, yeah you didn't tell me what it was no i don't know what it is it looks it, the name is so cheesy dude what is it? the devil made me do it oh wow yeah i feel like there's that's so lame <laughs> i don't know i i enjoyed the conjuring one i love that movie i think that's one of the best horror uh, movies and it was ed and lorraine warren warren there we go i knew it was something with a w yeah um but I do think The Conjuring 2 wasn't as good. I think there was, like, some funny parts to it that were mm-hmm. unintentional. <laughs> uh, I remember cracking up a lot. So I, I, I'm going to watch The Conjuring 3 just because I've watched the yeah. first two. Even though it's not directed by the same guy. James Wan. Yeah, no, he gave it to the dude who did the La Llorona. Really? Yeah, which was a decent movie. It wasn't too yeah, bad. It was pretty scary, yeah. Directed-wise, pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Um, and then I saw the trailer for uh, Nobody with that one dude from Breaking Bad. The lawyer. Oh, Saul. Yeah, yeah, the guy from Better Call Saul. Well, I don't, I don't know this movie. I don't think I do. You've never heard of this movie? No. Oh, uh, it's such a cheesy movie. <laughs> like, honestly, like, oh, so somebody breaks into his house and then he's like right behind him with a golf club, but then he doesn't do anything uh-huh. and just lets him go, right? Okay. And then everyone's like, "Oh, I can't believe you let him go." Blah blah. blah. People are kind of like bad mouthing him, like, mm-hmm. "Wow, you're pretty weak." Like, "Oh, if it was my house, dude, like Fuck they that. wouldn't, they wouldn't have survived." Blah blah. blah. <laughs> they wouldn't have survived. Yeah, Damn. and then so he's like living this really bad suburban life, uh-huh. and but what you don't know is that he used to be like, uh, like really, it's like John Wick almost, but like almost like with a little comedy spin. Oh, okay. And uh, it looks okay. It's oh, like right. they call these like they used to call me the auditor because <laughs> you didn't want to see me at your doorstep or oh something like that. God, that's I'm like so that's lame. That's such a cheesy line, but it, you know I'm like you know what I'm 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 for it. I, I'll I'll give it a shot. You know, right? It's it like, kind of it almost sounds like it has vibes of uh, Mr. Right. You ever seen that movie? No, no. It's a uh, it's on Netflix. I think. Fuck uh, uh, Sam Rockwell. He's like a badass, like assassin dude, mm-hmm. and uh, he's like falling in love with uh, what's her face from Pitch Perfect. I can't think of her name right now. It's actually a pretty enjoyable movie. It's a good action movie. It's silly, but like it's written really well. Sounds kind of like almost what they think, could be going for. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But yeah, so I was like looking at it. I was like, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna give it a shot because like. There's not that many movies and theaters are opening up. Um, yeah, yeah. So that'd be pretty cool to watch in theaters. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, with the vaccine <laughs> becoming more readily available, I'm super stoked to be able to waste my <laughs> money going to the movie theaters again. Um, uh, you know what else I saw? What? This is a movie news, but I I 
like little short review because I'm pretty sure we're never going to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, we this week we had like only one movie to watch, yeah, so yeah. I ended up watching some other some other stuff too. So. I watched uh, Monster Hunter. Oh no way, you did? Yeah, you I, know it's funny. Grant watched the movie. I went to a theater, bro. You went to a theater to watch it? Yeah, it was because I knew it was going to be empty, and what? it was <laughs> it was empty. <laughs> Why would you watch that movie? Because I renewed my pass, my AMC pass. And I'm oh, like, the oh, stubs? Yeah. So I was or like, A-list or stubs? The A-list. Oh, damn. They and already opened it up again? Yeah, and I was like, fuck it. Like, I renewed wow. it. I'm going to go watch Monster Hunters. How was that? Um, <laughs> Okay, in the beginning, mm-hmm. like the first 20 minutes, I, well, I take it back. The first five minutes of it, it's like uh, kind of cheesy, you know, typical yeah. like army. Like, oh, you know, can't wait to go back home. Right. Oh, there's nothing better than a, a hot dog at Fenway Park, you know? Like, and uh-huh. I'm like, oh, okay, come on, get over this part, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, there's a storm coming. And they're like, let's go. And they're driving back. They got caught in the storm to go into the thing, right? And then I think in the moment when they're like in that new world is where it starts to like, get a little bit better those like there's just like this i want to say like 20 minutes of the mm-hmm. movie where it's like really good okay like i didn't expect any of it to have like any of the things that happened i was like oh like i was not expecting any of it right and i was like i was like okay okay and then like it's it was it was good you know uh and then there's like obviously the training montage scene because she doesn't just know how to use those swords and all that stuff right, right? of course she so she meets a, it's like so it, there's like a training montage it's really good yeah, or not really good i took it back <laughs> he's totally right. walking it's himself it, back on this movies and then never mind, like i just watched it and then <laughs> so it was like okay like it wasn't bad mm. and like I, it's nothing special you know i mean considering that you got the movie for free i guess that would probably help too yeah yeah and <laughs> dude it was so empty there yeah yeah, I mean, because I don't think anybody knew that movie theaters were open, yeah. let alone, like, going to watch Monster Hunter. Yeah, it's like a 10% capacity or something, right? Uh, Yeah. Oh, no, 40%. 40%? Yeah, and and I sat at the front, so mm. there's definitely nobody there. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, it was it was, it was was back like how it was. Like, it was all safe, you know? Mm. Like, you can't, if there's some, you pretty much get a roof, row for yourself. Like, you can't even... Like, if you, let's say someone gets the middle seat, no one can get the two adjacent seats. And if someone gets the next two, then that's it. That's the whole role. So it's literally like. There's like nobody in there. It's pretty much just to try to stay afloat. There was like four people all the way in the back and then like one old guy. Wow. And that was it. And and, and me. (laughs) (laughs) And me. And then, uh, so anyway, so it was like good up until that point. And then there's like, you'll notice it. There's Mm -hmm. like a torrent turn where it becomes very cartoonish mm. like i don't know like it like i was like oh like this is now it's hitting those tropes right and i was like oh no like don't do this don't do this and it was just like trope after trope after trope you know cheesy line because che- it's two people who who've been stuck there that don't know each other's language from oh, different times you know okay and so it, it's it was really interesting to see them communicate mm. without knowing their language. So there's very it's a lot of more physical action. Mm-hmm. It's almost like uh, uh, Castaway, oh, but okay. like in like a video game realm kind right. of thing. And I wasn't. I was like, okay, like I'm in. I'm into this. Like it. It. It's not like oh my god. Like it's gonna get an Oscar. Or mm-hmm. Like oh shit. Yeah. Like of but it was enjoyable. 
And then and then it gets more cheesy. They obviously bring in somebody else who can also speak English because they're like, people aren't going to want to watch people like not be able to communicate. I'm yeah. Like, no, we actually would. <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, they bring in another American actor and then just goes downhill from there. Mm, yeah. It's disappointing. Why does it, man, I don't understand why people keep trying to make video game movies. Like some video games you just can't make movies about. Like Uncharted? I, I, well, Uncharted, you totally can. That's a movie. <laughs> that in itself is a movie. Like, But like Monster Hunter, where it's like free roam, and when they did World of Warcraft, like I get that oh, there's a story yeah. of World of Warcraft, and I understand that there's like a bunch of lore, but like at the same time, you're not going to get many people to come in to watch that movie unless you make it more marketable. Uncharted is easy because it's essentially, it's, it's literally uh, Indiana Jones, Laura Croft Tomb Raider and then like a little bit of supernatural aspect and that's pretty much still freaking Indiana Jones. So, of course, you're going to be able to watch that. And with the whole like TV series, uh, Last of Us going to be coming out, like you have to just pick and choose the right video games. Ironically, uh, talking about video games and movies and talking about Mia Jokovic, they're rebooting the Resident Resident Evil. Evil? Yeah. Yeah. And they've already started like announcing actors who are going to be in it. Robbie Amell is going to be playing Chris Redfield. Um, I'm hoping that they do this really good because the first mm-hmm. Resident Evil, fantastic. I thought that movie was great, creepy, fun. And then Resident Evil 2, interesting, kind mm-hmm. of different, but I still enjoyable. And then after that, it was just like, what the hell is going on in these yeah. movies? Um, Road Warriors. Yeah, like, it literally <laughs> turned to Mad Max. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and I hope that by them going back and kind of like soft rebooting it and like still doing that, it's still does well because those movies are enjoyable and i think the story is good enough to be able to continue yeah but i mean who knows with these where these things go yeah and there's not that there's not that many there's not that many monsters yeah like like it was like what why why call it monster hunter and there's only like three four monsters what a waste (laughs) what a waste man like we're gonna get a great monster flick at the end of this month it's gonna be godzilla versus freaking uh not yeah, and that only has two monsters, yeah. and I'm still like okay, more jazzed about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, well, that's it. I mean, yeah, I don't really have much what? else. I think I might have. Let me go through something. What were you gonna say? Oh, I was just gonna say, did you? You said you watched another movie, but oh. unless you want to talk about Zach. Yeah, Zach I mean, like I'll throw this out there, like something enjoyable for people that like listen to our podcast. You might end up enjoying this aspect to it a little bit. Uh, Netflix just released uh, the last blockbuster. Uh, yeah it's a documentary about the last oh i watched it yeah you watched it so i was watching it right before i picked you up um (laughs) really good i I was enjoying it i think i like 45 minutes into it it's a trip like hearing about how like (laughs) it wasn't netflix's fault that blockbuster went under for real and knowing that like blockbuster had the opportunity to buy netflix and then they said no i was just like holy crap well i guess spoilers if you haven't watched it but i don't really care it's not a real movie it's a documentary you could have looked it up (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah, like that was such a trip because like I remember, I remember having Blockbuster and having Netflix at the same time. Yeah, and I remember them like feeling like Netflix was just completely decimating them, and then they mentioned something that I forgot, and that's that Blockbuster actually did start doing on-demand movies, but like at that point it was kind of already too late. It felt like because Netflix had already done their streaming site, and they were just yeah. so much easier to get in contact with stuff. And the the real kicker, which I thought they talked about, which was interesting, was the whole late fee scenario and how, like, yeah, that, that cut like a 
third of their like not even a third like what is it like, <laughs> they ask him that because i literally watched that line and it was like did you say it cut a third or it went down to a third it's like no it went down to a third yeah. and i was like oh are you a third you have a third of your revenue like dude you're not making any money mm-hmm. <laughs> and i was just like dude that sucks i'm i'm really excited to finish watching it because it's a really interesting story. yeah dude because like the late fee thing because didn't netflix do that like there's yeah, no Netflix. Netflix doesn't care. When yeah, you, no, well, Netflix, when when you you have the DVD and you can return it whenever. Yep. That was the whole thing. Yeah, because they had billions of copies and stuff. Yeah, and then so that was like... It's a the, fake number, by the way. Huh? They didn't have billions. I'm just making that up. Oh, So no, someone yeah. doesn't think I'm an idiot. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, they they didn't have so, certain movies sometimes. No. Or like, Or sometimes you they'd be like, oh, this you know movie's unavailable. It will be available in like a, two weeks. Or like you get them like super later. And Yeah, like you can like... It'll notify you when it's ready to ship kind of a thing. Yeah, like yeah. I remember watching... Uh, one of the craziest things like I ever did with my Netflix account was... I watched the entirety of Dragon Ball Z on DVD. Oh, yeah. So, like, I would have to, like, if you know how long Dragon Ball Z is, it's, like, 50 DVDs. And I just had to, like, keep using, like, I had three at a time. (laughs) So, two of them would be Dragon Ball Z's and and the other one would be a movie. Yeah. So, uh, like, watching that all and then, like, getting to a part where, like, we only have two copies of this and they're being taken. I'm like, fuck, I got to wait for them to get returned. Yeah. But it's so tripped out, and it's a good fun watch if you if you're like interested in knowing about like how blockbusters went down and like just the idea of like remembering that old time of being able to go into a movie. Yeah, and it's certainly like a blockbuster is like a idea or like the video rental. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's an idea that's like gonna die eventually. Yeah, it's slowly dying. It's uh, it's definitely a niche thing. It's literally just like Redbox and then a few mom and pop shops. Yeah, and then I'd even say like it's on like they I think they mentioned in the in the the documentary that like it'll be if it does make a revival it'll be like a record store. Mm. Like you'd be like it's like oh I'm cool I buy records yeah. I actually do buy records but like, <laughs> but I don't and, think I'm cool and I am cool <laughs> no. <laughs> no but like. It's like one of those things where it's like, oh, like I just I like holding it, like right. I, I that's and it's literally a thing, like just holding the thing mm-hmm. is like a certain thing that's like almost gone. But like mm. if you if you redo it or if you if you find it again, like even people who have never experienced it in the past right. and who do it, they're like, oh, it just feels weird, like I'm holding this movie. Like mm-hmm. it's like when you buy an, it's like uh, buying an ebook. Versus like buying the heart, like that yeah, physical exactly. copy. Yeah. It's like it's nice, like feeling it around. It's a fingers. tactile feel of feeling like you actually bought something and it's not just some like floating in the air. Or something. Yeah, your endorphins like, totally go, ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have it in my hand. Yeah. It's funny because you sent me a picture of, of a DVD. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, like I thought that was just fun. I, something that we we're never going to talk about on the show. But I thought if you listen to this, you might find that doc interesting about Blockbuster. Yeah. Uh, but moving on, as Joy mentioned, Look, here's the thing. I'm going to be there. We have the Snyder Cut finally after years of finally get, waiting for this and people screaming about getting the Snyder Cut. Actors talking about how they watched it and they thought it was amazing. We finally got it. I want to be able to talk about this movie with complete and utter ability to say whatever the heck I want. Because I don't want to have to worry about, oh, am I ruining this for somebody? So if you're going to just skip this episode, fine, skip this episode. This is pretty much just going to be me and Joey just talking about this movie for yeah. 40 minutes. Look, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna refer to the original Justice League as Joss this week because okay. it is it was Joss Whedon's cut, so that's Joss this League. I just call it the theatrical cut versus it, like the the Snyder cut. No, versus the Justice League. Okay. Um, because like honestly, in my opinion, uh, this is the i the idea. Right. Like it wasn't like this like like oh um let's see there's some footage here but let's add some this and let's mm-hmm. like yeah so for me like that's the theatrical cut that's like producers and everybody like chiming in and right that's what you get right that's the theatrical cut yeah a director's cut which is since been gone but like kind of has like that revival every now and then right where like some directors like no this is my cut of the movie yes. this is how i i saw the movie right like especially if they wrote and directed it mm-hmm. like because that also does not happen a lot. No. Nope. Like, because um, with Christopher Nolan, that's why I love his movies. Like, you, that is the his, director cut. Yeah, <laughs> his theatrical cut is his cut. <laughs> yeah, that, exactly. Yeah. It's super long or it's, like, super short mm-hmm. or whatever, or however long it is and whatever shots you get, right? There's right. never, like, a thing where it's like, oh, man, I really wish I could have added that scene. Like, no, he never says that. And he also doesn't talk like that. But <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. Yeah. Oh, dude, that would suck. I'd be like, oh, man. You you I looked up get, to you, bro. <laughs> yeah, no. You need to get a British accent. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I'm, uh, for me, the theatrical cut is, like, the the Warner Brothers is, like, happy friendly like this is this is what we wanted or this is this is the same this is a safe option that we all agreed that a majority of people thought we we thought a majority of people would like right and then there's Zack snyder's cut where it's like this is my vision of what i thought the movie could be Mm -hmm. and which is also kind of like putting your kind of putting your neck on the line Mm -hmm. um with the 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 what's called the cut what's that cut the cutting the guillotine yeah no it's the the cutting something anyways yeah it's the guillotine <laughs> put its neck out there kind of because literally like this could make or break him because it yeah. like people asked for it they mm-hmm. got it and if it wasn't good yeah. it was gonna be one of those where it's like yo man it's garbage no matter what so yeah, I mean you can't you and can polish it all you that. want yeah people still say that right now all right let's start let's start with the original Justice League going back to like. 2016 Justice League the Justice League okay yeah. I, I'm trying to figure out what you're saying yeah, Justice so you're League. gonna say Zack Snyder's Justice yeah I'm just messing around I'm not gonna oh, call it the Justice man. League you want me to call it the Justice League cause that's how I'm gonna like refer to it like if we're we're comparing like I mean I need to know which one you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> so we're, we're, we're talking about we're, I'm, I'm gonna say theatrical cut you're gonna say Justice League <laughs> Just no, for the people who are that. listening. No, then that's just going to confuse people. Let's just call it the theatrical cut. Oh, fuck. Okay. Right? The theatrical yeah, yeah, when, cut. Going yeah, was, back to 2016 when this movie first came out. Okay. You leave the theater. What did you think of the movie? From the first one? Yeah. Oh. Uh, I mean, not to beat a dead, old, dead horse, but. I mean, no one knows. I mean, we've never really discussed what we thought of those original movies. That was whatever's. You thought it was whatever's? Yeah, that's worse than what I usually say. I usually it's aight. Yeah. And <laughs> this was not aight. I, I, I left the movie thinking like, well, that was a good first watch. Yeah. Or no, actually, no. First and only watch. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't think, oh, I'll watch it again. And I did end up watching it again because, mm-hmm. like, I think a few months ago during quarantine, I was like, mm-hmm. I was, like, flipping through, like, HBO Max. Yeah. Because there's so much. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was like, man let me give this movie another shot. Like maybe I was too harsh right? and I, and I can't be too harsh. And I, I, and I know that about myself and yeah. I will 
sometimes I will regrade a movie where people tell me like, no, it's really good. Like watch it again. Like mm-hmm. maybe you, like, and I will watch him and sometimes I'll be like, nah, it's still garbage or like, yeah. Or you know what? They were, it was actually pretty good. Like the second one, like I did that with uh goodwill hunting. No. Oh, okay. I like goodwill hunting. At first I was like, no, oh, it was kind of boring. Yeah. And then I rewatched it. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like I, like I through now that I've grown up, like I actually admire it for what it is. Justice league. The theatrical cut was not that. Yeah. Like, it was like, oh, like, just so much stuff that wasn't needed, so much too cheesy, like, cutting corners on, like, people's, like... Backstories like, and stories in general, motivations. Not only just story, but, like, on the action. It's like, why cut on the backstory to add no extra action? Yeah. Like, instead, you add, like, S- Superman holding a whole building. Like, why do you need that? Like, mm-hmm. for comedic effect? I mean, I would rather watch, you know... A fight scene or yeah. or some extra backstory rather than a gimmick of like you know I I don't even know like there was like so many like different gimmicky stuff that was added like the kids with the like the YouTubers in the beginning mm, yeah. remember I told you right uh, I don't know if you remember but <laughs> when we were watching it I'm like yo they changed the actor oh and, no and then I I remember, and then, then I mentioned it to you that like they had to digitally remove his freaking mustache and I was like. Oh, like I did not recognize yeah. him at all. And they do it a few times. Yeah. They like, also do it in like in the original cut. They they do that scene where he's holding up Batman right as after Supes comes back, and he says, "Do you bleed?" And that part is also he has a mustache because that wasn't a part of the original script. That's not in the original. That's not in the and the Snyder cut. No, no it's not because it oh, was okay. never part of. Snyder's oh, I thought cut. that's what you were saying. No, no, no. I'm saying like in the original in the theatrical cut. Uh huh. They do that line like, "Do you bleed?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, I noticed. And it. like that is, yeah, he has the mustache, and yeah, I was like, "Ooh, like, what's wrong with it?" Yeah. Like so many things that like, why are your teeth like that? Ooh. That they added were like, I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Like, like, like I remember watching the original movie and being like, you know what? This is what I get. Like this is <laughs> like this is what I get for trying to be hopeful on on a movie, you know? Because I watched Batman vs Superman, I thought this is okay. Like, he's not the Batman vs. Superman movie I would have made or would have wanted to watch, but fine. Yeah. And then I watched the director's cut, which is Snyder's cut, obviously, yeah. of Batman vs. Superman, and blows me away. Way better movie. So much more exposition that helps you understand. And some yeah. people say, like, well, if you needed all that exposition, then it wasn't a good movie to begin with. And I say, well, maybe the wrong things were cut, and maybe yeah. that your producers were just being stupid and didn't want to like, put in the right stuff. Yeah, and this is kind of the exact same thing. It's like you watch that theatrical cut, and you're like, "Wait, what is Steppenwolf's motivation? Like, why did he even come here?" Yeah, I'm like, "Why does Batman care so much?" Or what well, is up with Cyborg being like all like angsty? In the theatrical cut, it's because like the he he's been looking for the mother boxes, and he's like, yeah. now they finally call to him, and now and he's just trying to get them back." Right, and it's like that's a weak ass explanation of what's going on. And I mm. love the motivation in this movie. Where, like, yeah. it's about he's trying to regain uh, his good faith with Darkseid. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to be like, look, I'm still a follower and I'm still your guy. Like, help me be by your side. Yeah, He's almost, like, trying to take over Desaad's role. And with he's trying to be Desaad next to Darkseid, next to Granny Goodness. Yeah, and then that's the thing, too, that, like, th- that is, uh, like quote-unquote a main thing that he does the mother boxes do call to him and yes. like he finally finds them which is crazy find, yeah and but the what you're talking about is like that's the backstory that's the backstory that we need in order to like kind of 
kind of grasp the idea. I'm like, okay, like this is getting more like there's more at stake. Right. They just open the ante, and then that, for me, that's what the backstory does right. in, in this the the Justice League. Where I was like, you know what? It kind of needed that. Mm-hmm. Like I I I'm glad I got that rather than like I don't know. Superman going, yes, ma'am. Like, yeah. or like, like what the heck? <laughs> remember that scene? Yeah, I remember that scene. <laughs> I was like, you come back now, you hear? Like, yes, yes ma'am. And I was like, why? <laughs> like, there's so many. <laughs> when I've rewatched, I've rewatched the Justice League maybe like three times. And you loved it every single time. No. <laughs> um, I love parts of that original cut, like the theatrical cut. I yeah. do. There's parts of it that I really do like. But there's so many parts where I find myself looking at it and I'm like, why? And there's a scene. That was removed from... There's a lot of scenes that are removed from the Snyder cut that were in the theatrical cut. And I really appreciate that Snyder did this. It's very clear that like Snyder had a vision. Whether we, the audience, like it or not, he was very clear-cut on who these characters were. Yeah. And he stuck true to them the entire time. Like, obviously... With these giant movies, like it's unfortunate that the only way to really compare it is with like the MCU, even though they're two vastly different kinds of films. Mm-hmm. Um, the MCU has Kevin Feige as a dude who controls all the movies. Yeah, and he's kind of, he's kind of like the Zack Snyder in this sense, where right because he's technically <clears throat> like kind of weaving this web. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so anyway, so yeah, go yeah, on. yeah, you're right, so, right, like. Zack Snyder was supposed to be that dude for the DC movies. Yeah. And Warner Brothers said, never mind, we're not taking any of your advice. Mm-hmm. And then we get Wonder Woman, and we get Aquaman, we get Shazam, and we all know how those movies went. Shazam was great. Aquaman was okay. Wonder Woman, the original one, was pretty damn good. Wonder Woman 1984, very controversial. <laughs> uh, but, like, my thing with it is, like, none of those movies had Zack Snyder attached to them. And, like, yeah. if he had been, you probably could have had a great... DC expanded universe, but you didn't because you yeah. decided. Well, I mean, granted, poor Zack Snyder had to deal with something that very few people have to deal with, and that's loss of a kid. Yeah. And like, my heart goes out to him and his family, and that's messed up. And but at the same time, I'm pretty sure that if Warner Brothers had just trusted him to yeah. do his job, it would have been fine, and they wouldn't have been instead in of this trying hole to meet a deadline. In. Yeah, like you just push the movie Wait, back. So for our listeners and. For those who might not know, what happened? Why? Why was? Why did he leave? Because I actually don't know. I just know um, something happened with his daughter. Yes, and or she passed away. Yes, she uh, committed suicide. She committed suicide. Yes, I okay. believe that's the case. Like he lost a kid to suicide, and I thought it was his dad for some for some reason. A lot of shit happened to him right before the filming of how Justice League. Do, how much of it do you know? Um, I know, I know, like the bare bones of it. Just that, okay. like, he was going through a lot, and he was fighting a lot with the. Uh, with Warner Brothers, uh-huh. and then his kid dies, and this was already like in the beginning production of Justice League. They hadn't even finished it all the way, um, and he goes like, "Hey, I need time." Warner Brothers is like, "Look, you go take all the time you need. We'll bring in Joss Whedon to finish the movie." And he was like, "What the heck? Like, yeah. I'm just need a little bit of time." They're like, "No, it's okay. Just take your time. We're gonna finish the movie." And it's just Warner Brothers trying to beat out. It's because the at that time period, Avengers Infinity what is it, Infinity War? Hadn't come out yet. And it was about to start coming out. Mm. So they wanted to get ahead of it. And they were like, look, let's try to do this. We need to be as big as Marvel. And like, Warner Brothers, you make great movies. But you make terrible DC movies unless it's not Batman. (laughs) And like, Zack Snyder clearly had a vision. And then you go, okay, we're taking him away. And we're putting in this other guy who does a completely different style of movie. Yeah. 
and it, it sucks. Like, he went through a tragedy. Like, you can't expect him to work like that. That's hard. You know, give the man some time to breathe and grieve and move on, you know? You know what? I didn't even know any of that. Yeah, and that's why in the beginning it, it says uh, for Rose. I just, I just knew, oh, for Autumn. For Autumn. There you go. For Autumn. Um, I know that he had to leave or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was because, like, his dad died or something. But no. I guess, like his daughter died and now mm-hmm. but then now he, he's come back and like doesn't and then he like i remember that it was hard for him to even get like permission like from one yeah. of the brothers because they're like we don't want to yep. say like admit that we did bad movie kind of thing yeah. and then also like we don't want your vision out there mm-hmm. like to kind of spur up people yeah which i mean it, it's all it already has and then like so, they I mean, folded. That's the thing is that Warner folded. Brothers just had they had no choice. Fans were going crazy every single day. Freaking Snyder Cut was yeah. released. The Snyder Cut was freaking trending. Yeah, and so they're like, all right, like, and then they told them like, you you can't reshoot anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was the other thing? Um, there was another thing that they he they well, gave him like like one or two. The original the original stuff was you can't reshoot anything. Yeah. So there's no reshoots and there's no extra which shooting. He did, which he did anyways. Which he did anyways. Uh, and there was like, we're not going to allow you to do any, we're not putting any more money into this right. than we already have. So yeah. like no CGI, whatever's there is there. You're just going to watch it on a green screen. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, fuck it. At least I get to see the story. Yeah. And what ended up happening is that I believe a third party came in and was like, we'll fund you HBO whatever Max. you need. I, it wasn't just HBO Max. There was another production company came in and really? said, "Yeah, that's why in the beginning it's not just Warner Brothers. Some other companies jumps them in the front, uh-huh. and that's who also gave them the money. To, I'm pretty sure wow. helped pay for the reshoots and everything else. So they reshot the whole movie. Oh, they they did some re. Nah. They they shot new footage. Some new footage. They shot new footage because they didn't. I know they didn't do any reshoots. Mm, no, they didn't. I don't know if they did because I I re- I remember reading that that because like. Because the whole COVID restrictions, it was mm-hmm. really hard to just even do like another reshoot, yeah. get the lot, get on the lot, mm-hmm. get all that stuff. So they were like, no reshoots, but shoot new stuff. And some of it was shot at his house or something like that. <laughs> or at people's like, and some of it was done through Zoom. I some think. stuff was like, there's a lot of stories circulating yeah. about how this was done. And I'm, I'm just in awe. Uh, one of the crazy things that I read was since the, since Warner Brothers didn't want any new shoots. There's a scene at the end of the movie, which if you've been on the internet in the last week, you already know. Just say it. Uh, is Batman talking to Joker. Yeah. And that whole thing is new. Like yeah. That was not a part of his original movie. And he asked Warner Brothers and Warner Brothers was like, no. Yeah. And then he goes, well, screw it. And he asks freaking uh, Ben Affleck and Jared Leto. And they're like, hell yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, we'll shoot it in my backyard. And they're like, screw it. Let's do it. This will be dope. <laughs> and then at the last minute, there, somebody goes like, oh, here's money. And they were able to shoot it on the lot. Nice. So I was like, dude, that's awesome. Like, like, it's crazy to think that like, you know, Snyder has done so many different movies and he has a style. Mm-hmm. But this this makes me respect him so much more of being like, I have a vision for my movies and I'm going to make my movie that way I want it. Especially when you give him free range, like like how or free reigns, mm-hmm. like like how he got now, like yeah. where it's like, oh, oh, dude, like like we can do this and like and it's like oh like you know what let me I had this idea but that's some idea that was kind of influenced by producer scrap that yeah like let's change this like let let me do my vision you know yeah and honestly uh I just want to say like this movie I applaud it for the fact that it's like 
it's going to revitalize like movies on streaming services cuz this is an idea that hasn't really been done before a really long movie done in parts is perfect yeah. for like the for people like me who can like or people with kids people who have got yeah. jobs who, mm-hmm. who are, stuff like that is like who, they're watching a movie you know okay i watched like 30 minutes of it like part 2 like okay pause time to go like i gotta go, go do something food or something i gotta go do something you know and you can watch it in parts and you know you can tell people like oh don't tell me yet like i'm barely on part six it's kind of like binging a show yeah because honestly that's what i ended up doing yeah i had pretty much ended up pretty much binging uh binging a show because mm-hmm. it was like technically seven parts with the epilogue yeah ex- except for the, so. the epilogue was like what maybe 12 15 minutes fi- 12 15 minutes mm. and i'm like dude like at the end of it, I was like, I'm gonna end up rewatching it because like it was a long ass movie. Like, yeah, I honestly couldn't. I went through, I got through like halfway, and I was like at part four mm. where I stopped. Okay, and I was like, I gotta get food. Yeah, like and I think I got through like two hours, two and a half hours of the movie. Yeah, and then I stopped it, uh, and then I didn't pick it up until a few days afterwards. And like immediately, like one of my. So obviously, if you've been listening to the podcast, you guys all know that I love DC and I love DC movies yeah. even though they're bad. I love this movie because it feels like a graphic novel to me. Not a comic book, but like a graphic novel. It is a compiled comic book full of book. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If that makes sense to people. Like, it is... It's like if you got like a comic book and or got five comic books, yeah. put them together and put it in a, in a book. Exactly. Like a, it's its you. own novel. Exactly. Yeah. So it feels like that. It feels like I just read an, a graphic novel and it plays like a graphic novel and you see everything happening in the mm-hmm. world. It feels lived in, mm-hmm. which is something that was completely vacant from the original theatrical cut of Justice League. It didn't feel like these characters all lived in the same world. It felt like we were traveling far places and then we were just there. Yeah. This movie felt like, oh, it's lived in. There's people, there's humans that live here and yeah. they're living amongst these crazy heroes that nobody knows exists and yeah. everything. And I think that is something that a comic book does well. Like it's a problem with a lot of the MCU movies that like there's an Iron Man movie and all the other like Hulk, Captain America all exist. But no one ever mentions them that they exist. And yeah. it's only something that they've barely started to do. And I feel like DC had kind of done that. You know, in Shazam, they mentioned Superman a bunch. Yeah. They mentioned Aquaman. In Aquaman, they mentioned Batman. In Wonder Woman, they mentioned nobody it, because it's taking place 40 years ago. And that's past. the thing, though. It's different styles. And it, and it, MCU did it that way because it's their style. Yeah, like, or it's of a sti- it's a style of, of storytelling. It's a choice. Or it's like, it's a choice. You're like, you know what? We're going to do it individualized. And then at the end, we're kind of teasing. Like, oh, like they're, they're kind of there. Yeah. You know? And then eventually grow. Right. Like they, they planted a seed and they and they literally see, saw the tree grow. Yeah. Like you literally there's like 14, 15 movies. More, I think. Uh, Yeah. So I think there's something like 20. I, yeah, I, I think, think I was 20. counting them down the other day. Mm. Anyways. So there's that. And then Justice League, they're trying to catch up. And the way Zack Zach Snyder did this movie is perfect. Yep. Like, you, like you said, it's like you're introducing like six different characters in a one cohesive storyline where it's like they don't – you tell each other's story like maybe like I want to say like in a short 30 minutes. Yes. And two characters you don't even need to tell. Three characters you don't even need to tell. Yeah. Well, like, everybody knows Wonder Woman, Superman, and Batman. 
and they can be your core like that mm-hmm. drags the plot through yes. while you're telling these backstories of aquaman you know flash cyborg. and uh, cyborg and and like they said you know flat and they each play a role like those three are the plot device mm-hmm. uh cyborg is the heart of the story which people are making memes about yeah and then you see barry allen comedic role like he's the comedic you know version of the story like he'll bring some light like right. not too much but some light and because yeah, it's kinda, still a snyder film it's very dark yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you still get a see like you still see some part from him too yeah of course and like or like just little small little plots i think like, there's oh, a lot of heart when yeah. it comes to barry allen and then oh dude i have my own opinions about that but anyways <laughs> uh and then there's uh arthur curry or uh Aqu- well he's technically not even aquaman yet but but they just call him the Aquaman. Yeah. But anyways, you've got Aquaman, mm-hmm. and he's kind of like, just like uh, Wonder Woman, he's kind of like that uh, myth, like the mm-hmm. mystic part, or the, the is it mythos? No. Uh, the Mytholo- <sighs> mythology. Yeah, the mythology. He's the mythology kind of like wrapping it up, for, like also like through telling a story as well. Right. And I was like, that's perfect. Like, you don't need to, you don't need to make it like the Avengers where they're all the plot device. They're like, you already know their backstory. Boom. We're coming in hot. Mm-hmm. Like, this is like the, what you've been waiting for. Right. Right. And they did it that way because of how they started. Like, Oh, one movie here, one movie here, one movie here. And then it kind of leads you into it. Like, right. Oh shit. I did it. They're all connected somehow. Exactly, and, yeah. and like, Justice League didn't need to do that. They just needed this. They just it, needed it's, it's one story thing. to kind of like weave all these different, stories together right and um but yeah i didn't like the flash um yeah let's talk about that because there's a few <laughs> things that i wanted to actually ask you about it like go for it there's parts of there because if i'm wrong if I'm, if I'm wrong just tell me i'm wrong okay. you don't technically really like ezra miller right no i do you do okay i don't personally like him as as barry allen i like him in the movies he does he's a great actor oh but okay, i just don't wait, like so... him for barry allen Okay, so what was the question? Do I like the actor? No, because I thought you didn't like the actor. I actually thought you didn't oh, like Oh, no, no, I like him. Okay. I mean, he's fine. It's just like literally what you just said. I didn't think he was right for this role. I, I disagree with the idea of him being in this role. I'm like, put him as, you know, the bad guy in a Hogwarts film or something. Or, yeah. Oh, what? Whoa. Is he a bad guy, though? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, there's parts. For those of you that don't know, Ezra Miller is kind of like a bad guy in um, where the wild, well, no, where the wild things are. No, uh, <laughs> Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Yeah, there you go. Um, yes. So, I, I feel like the way he acts, Barry Allen, is wrong, and maybe that's because we have a really good Barry Allen in the CW's The Flash. You know what? I'm getting kind of tired of that one too. You are? Yeah. I, I mean, I haven't watched <laughs> the last season and a half, so that's one thing. I wanted to discuss it because. Yeah. Do you care if I spoil something from that? From the the Flash TV series? I do. You do care? Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, sorry, it's on my queue on Netflix. Yeah, you're, still... that you're never gonna watch. Hey, uh, hey! <laughs> I'm pretty sure every listener can relate that we all have that one <laughs> thing. Like, I'm gonna get back to it. I swear. It's That's like why the, people get mad at us about yeah, spoiling movies. It's like, like <laughs> it's like the Grinch. It's like I, I, it's like I can't cancel can't that, that again. again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, fine. I won't do that. But um. There's there's parts of his story that I do like. I like the way that they engineered the Speed Force in this movie. I okay. feel like the way the Speed Force is represented and the way he moves makes sense. 
acting wise he's a little bit weird i don't know maybe maybe the character just needs to be fleshed out a little bit more and done stuff because his awkwardness is through the roof and i don't like that as barry allen because barry allen is pretty sure of himself he's smart he's not like aloof yeah and in this movie like when he's the flash he's smart like he moves like the scene underneath gotham where they're all fighting really smartly done everything's dope like the way he destroys every all the debris um the way he like perfectly hits the the sword back to wonder woman perfect like even the way like when he runs across the street to go save iris mm. and he catches her and then he catches the hot dog really random like i remember like what the fuck is this hot dog thing <laughs> this is gonna be some stupid ass joke and then later it turns out because he was protecting the dogs and i'm like brilliant why can't he be that smart when he's just talking why does it have to be super awkward mm-hmm. so but what do you think because you're the one who loves the flash so um so i'm gonna get all technical here okay yeah that's fine so um as you know some of you guys may know i used to do a little bit of acting and there's a rule there's not a rule in acting but like the, the one of the main things that they tell you is if you're playing a character you have to figure it out you have to figure out his voice you have to figure out his clothing why did he wear this clothing you know you create your own backstory mm-hmm. right in this movie i feel like ezra miller is changing his voice like he's talking really fast oh uh i think this is blah blah blah. and then he's like acting really smart and then he's really you know serious with the dad and really emotional and he's like thinking coherently like dad i'm trying to get this so like Mm. as soon as i get this like he's and then you're getting all these different voices and you and it's like we're we the audience are watching him trying to figure out this character Mm mm-hmm and this is something we're not supposed to watch. This is something he's supposed to do in the back lot <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> or at his apartment rereading the lines, you know. Right. Trying to figure out, okay, how am I going to deliver this? You know, am I going to talk really fast? I'm going to do this, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's like they took the best line, the best way he did him. Or, or I don't know the actor, but I can imagine him just like, no, this is how I want to say the line. And they're like, okay, well, fine, whatever. Like, Mm. This is a character we haven't even explored. Every other character has been explored. Jason Momoa's Aquaman, like, you kind of see him, right? I mean, he's pretty... I think, uh, going off what you're saying, he's sure of who Aquaman is. Yeah. Versus... And even Cyborg. Like, uh, Ray Fisher is sure who Cyborg is. Yeah. But in The Flash, it feels like we have three different versions of The Flash in the same movie. Yeah, exactly. And then, in even Cyborg, like, he's got that cocky jock kind of mm-hmm. like look to him and he does that even as a robot you kind of see it flesh out and it was just perfect because i feel like the way he's playing cyborg is like he's slowly becoming more human mm. as he goes through his story like he jokes around a little bit more like yeah oh, he, he stops makes... dropping the, like the whole machine aspect of who he is exactly and you see that and that's perfect for cyborg yeah because like it's a machine who is a human mm-hmm. and uh, anyways but barry allen we have no clue and then he has st- uh, i like to run i run a lot <laughs> you never like swing your wrists as you're running right no one does that right. why would you run like that yeah no one there's no point to it mm-hmm. except for it to be flashy mm-hmm. and you know i would expect it like like you said the, the tv show he like puts his arms close to his body close to his body and straight forward yeah. and the reason he does that is because that cuts the aerodynamics of it mm-hmm. like you're cutting through the air really fast even though it really doesn't really matter he's moving his molecules mm-hmm. but 
there's no point to doing this right. than to be flashy. Right. Swinging and his arms out in front of him and behind him for the people who can't oh, see Oh, yeah, us. yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's yeah, like, should. doing what? Doing, doing what? what? <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, well, I said flicking his wrists. Right. You know, and he's like, just like, uh, like, I'm like, why are you doing this? Like, right. th- there's no reason for this. And then... Then he does this little kung. When he's fighting Superman, he does this little kung fu move. Oh yeah! I'm like, why? And then he also does that right before a fight when he's uh, when they're at uh, the Batcave. He like centers himself, like if he's like some sort of like if he has like a spirituality to him. Yeah, but then when he's gonna go save Iris, he just goes. He just yeah. runs out of his shoes, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm Which like, is dope. I thought that was cool that his yeah. shoes actually explode. That was really cool. That, but and then we go into now we go into that the visuals. Although I don't really like the idea of like just sparks flying everywhere, it's a choice, and Zack Snyder is good at making a choice, <laughs> <laughs> clearly. And um, there's now three different types of speedsters, mm-hmm. right? or technically four if you include the the TV one. Okay. But there's three in in theatrical versions, and there's Brian Singer's where like literally everything is slowed down. And he's literally moving at kind of normal speed, but he's actually going super fast, right? Right. You're talking and about Quicksilver. Quicksilver. Right, right. You yeah. got it. <laughs> uh, from the X-Men. Yeah. Well, because now I'm going to say Quicksilver from the MCU. Yes, which is fine. Ra- Ryan, Ter- Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yes. Aaron Taylor Johnson, he's got the the blue streak right behind him. Yes. Again, a, a choice, which is fine. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have to like or dislike it. it right. It's just a choice. I, I really don't care how he looks. Mm-hmm. And But... The fact that, like, whenever Barry Allen moves, is like, there's lightning or something like that. Yeah. I'm like, you have to explain that at some point. Because, like, he can't keep doing that. Like, short-circuiting everybody's cell phone when he, like, decides to, like, catch a mug really fast. Right. And, and uh, you know, how come no one got electrocuted when he's, like, saving them from those boulders yeah. and stuff like that? And so, I'm, I don't know. But anyways, yeah. it's a choice. Right. And I'm like, it looks cool. It looks flashy, just like how he runs. Mm-hmm. But I did. But you, I really did like that scene where he's like knocking over all the things. It oh, looked yeah. really cool. It looks dope. It looks super cool. But th- but that's the thing, right? It, that's that's you're, what you're looking at is him just moving at super speed. But when he move, when you get to see him running in super speed, is when you don't like it. Mm, yeah, but that's also like. So then, then that goes into the acting. Like he decided to act like that. Like, you want right? to know the reason? Why? Um, so there's a, there's an actual reason. There's a reason. Yes. And when you okay. hear it, you're going to be like, well, that's dumb, but okay, fine. Oh, um, you shouldn't tell me, but yeah. okay. <laughs> I, ironically, Wendy would probably kind of have an idea of what I'm talking about here. It's speed skating in the Olympics when speed uh-huh. skating, uh, what people put on their ice skates and they go around in a circle super fast. Uh-huh. That's how they, they speed skate. Yeah. The reason being is because it's throwing their momentum and it's helping their body glide across the floor. So the 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 reason behind it is that he's moving so fast that he there is no friction, so he's gliding across the floor, and that's why he's like almost speed skating across, and that's the motion a speed skater in the Olympics does, and that's where the whole idea of his running came from. And my right. like extra little thing on top of it to make it even more realistic, but again, like this is the problem, right? For us looking at it, it's like we don't know what the fuck's going on. Why is he running like an idiot? Yeah. But my thing which I would add to it in the Flash movie, is that what he's doing, since the speed force revolves around electricity and the Flash runs, revolves around, like, lightning, what he what you could say he's doing is he's throwing lightning, catching it, and using that as a momentum to speed through the air, which could be easily done, and that's why there's electricity, is because he's throwing electricity across and he's trying to catch it to be able to glide across the floor. Mm-hmm. 
But they didn't say that. That's just my thing of how I would fix that, like, motion. But, like, if you if you were... If you had to use that motion for whatever yeah. reason, because it's a stupid way to run, but... Yeah. Like... And then, again, like, I I mean, I don't like it right now, but who knows? I might watch the Flash movie and I'm like, you know what? It was actually pretty good. You know, yeah. Ezra Miller did a pretty good job. Yeah, like, but, I hated it the first time. When I watched the theatrical cut, I thought, <laughs> why is this fucking dumbass running like this? Yeah. But now, like, having read the reasonings and some of the thought processes, like, a year or two years ago when Zack Snyder was talking about it. So what's the, the idea of him, like, doing the Kung Fu thing? That, no idea why. <laughs> <laughs> Again, another acting choice. Like, you're mixing ice skating with, like, Kung Fu now. And I'm like, okay, this should be a backstory now. Like, I, or I, I'm actually anticipating a good backstory. Uh, there and, better be, yeah. And if there isn't, then I'm like, okay, like, then it was kind of just for flashy, like, which is not... I mean, it's not a bad thing. It's just like... It's a choice. It, no. <laughs> you're right. It is a choice. It's just one of those things it's where it's like... It's not a good choice. Yeah, it's not a good choice. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's not a good choice. And you, you have to, like, do something to, like... It, it's like what you said, I think, in the earlier podcast. Like, the the gun. Like, if you present a gun in the first oh, act... Oh, the Chekhov's gun? The Chekhov's gun. If you present a gun the first act, it has to be shot by the third act. Yeah. It's true with this. It's like you're introducing you're introducing us to this idea of how you run. Right. You have to explain it at some point. There's mm-hmm. no reason to show something like that flashy mm-hmm. for for nothing. And then the kung fu thing, you're not gonna just keep doing that and then not no one address it. Exactly. Uh, unless, I really hope it's not something where it's all like, hey, how come you do that kung fu stuff? I just think it looks cool. Because like, <laughs> oh, like, then that's just a weak explanation. It's <laughs> yeah. terrible. It's I a cop out. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's one of those things that like I'm sure apologists about this movie will be saying is like, well, you can't explain every little thing in, in a movie. Well, you're I right. mean, your movie was four hours long. You probably could have stopped and explained why he ran that way. Maybe not this movie. Like, And that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I don't like him right now, but who knows? Who knows? I might change my... But again, I'm still sticking to the idea that like, he is working out that character in front of us. Right. Like, in this movie. He and it li- makes sense. It's a very good guess. Because like, uh, yeah, again, it's a guess. I, I'm really <laughs> not sure. But I, the way I was watching it, I was like, he's still, like I thought in the Snyder Cut, he might have a more uh, consistent, uh, what's it called? Character. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, okay, like maybe he's going to be more like how he was with the dad in the jail. Right. Or maybe he's going to be more silly, like how he was kind of like when he was talking with Batman. Yeah. Or... Who knows? Maybe he's going to be all Zen and like when he's fighting. Like, yeah. He I might mean, be all Zen and he's like, I got to keep my mind in control, blah, 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 you know, to focus. Either way, I either one would have been good and it would have been a choice. Or if he could have gone like super fast all the single t- every single time, which yeah. also lots of fun. It could have been funny. I yeah. mean, it was fine, but not all over the place. No. Not like this. It's kind of like when like the original version of Jared Leto's where he's like, oh. where he's like, moving around all the time it's like mm-hmm. but he's like he's moving his speech a lot it's it's very inconsistent but it's also the joker so it's like he joker he is himself, crazy he so is crazy so it kind of works but at the same time it's like us as the audience we're like not really enjoying it because we're not getting anything pretty much yeah like you're you're it's an ambiguous character it's, being even more ambiguous like <laughs> this was the problem with with it's a problem with movies, right? It's just that you only have like two hours, two and a half hours to figure out how to make all this stuff work. And yeah. you can't add a bunch of exposition because then the one, the producers tell you no, the studio tells you no, and then the audience would be like, why did you just talk to me the whole time? 
But like, this is small little details that when you have the ability to make a four-hour movie, yeah. you can throw in there and make it fun and make it understandable. Especially when you're not going to be able to make another one of these movies, which yeah. is a huge point about this. Is like, it sucks. We are not going to be able to see Justice League two and Justice League three. Like that's those movies that Zack Snyder already had planned out. We're never going to see because, well, supposedly we're never going to see because Warner Brothers doesn't want to do those movies anymore. We might. I mean, I hope because, like, have you read anything of what he wanted to do? Just about the anti-life, right? The uh, anti-life equation, which yeah. was brilliant, by the way. Mm. It's one of those things that, as as a huge DC comic book nerd, I love the anti-life equation because it can literally mean anything. Yeah. It means you can control people. It means you can kill people. It means whatever you want it to mean. That's what it can do, <laughs> and it's a beautiful cop out thing. Yeah. But using it specifically, like I talked, I think I talked about this maybe off podcast or I don't remember, is like, how do you make a good Superman movie? And it's you make him choose humanity over his powers over and over again. Like he has, do you have to give him an impossible answer, a possible question to answer, right? And Man of Steel works because he's like, do I snap this dude's neck, breaking my rule of not killing anybody? Or do I kill or, or do by saving these people? Or do I let this fool kill them and I, I have to stop yeah. this guy some other way? And it, here, Someone has to die. Yeah, much. like yeah. you have to choose them. It's a trolley problem. That's what I was talking about, right? Yeah. And and here, the thing with all the with the Justice League movie that people have problems with from like some of the stuff I've read is like, oh, they're all too powerful. Like Superman is extremely yeah. powerful. Wonder Woman is powerful, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, these are the this this version of Justice League is the god version of them, and that's yeah. what they're called. Like it's this is Bat God. He can yeah. do whatever he can. He can dodge Dark Side's freaking <laughs> Omega beams, like getting super nerdy. Like that's what he can do. Yeah, and that's okay because we are introduced into this world that it's completely fantastical. Yeah, and then like Superman's the ultimate god. Like he literally just comes in and like wrecks the dude, right. wrecks the wrecks the bad guy, which is perfect which is fine like totally like, okay like oh we need superman like in it like they were losing up, up yeah. until like superman showed up exactly and which was i was like okay good like it wasn't like in the justice league movie the the theatrical cut mm-hmm. where like superman showed up and he was still like having trouble yeah and like wonder woman was pretty much handling her own business aquaman yeah. was kind of doing stuff like it never felt like we were in trouble with their quotes. Yeah. And this one, it felt like we were getting our asses kicked and yeah. there, there was something going on and something we had to worry about. And and I love that, like, his scream, like, Superman's scream is what woke up the thing. Because if you go back to the Batman versus Superman, when he's dying, you can see the pulses leaving. So, like, oh, that really? was a thing. That was a thought process that Zack Snyder made in Batman. He was like, we're going to make sure that those screams come out in Batman versus Superman and we're going to make a callback in Justice League about it. And the fact that, like, Steppenwolf even says, like, there's no lanterns, there's no Kryptonians, like, we're good. Those yeah. are the two people he fears. He doesn't care about the fucking Amazonians, except yeah. now that he realizes he's fighting a half Amazonian, half goddess, demigod, yeah. in Wonder Woman, like, where he goes, oh, shit, you're actually strong. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much good in this movie. There's so much good. Like, uh, I, one of the notes I wrote down is, like, look what Zack Snyder did. Ironically, what we, me and you were bitching about in Wonder Woman 1984 is that they didn't do anything about the mythological side of things. Yeah. And here, they actually do stuff. Didn't I tell you it would be a better yeah, movie? Like we did. If, we both if, if she was just like searching around yeah. like in the uh, like desert or something mm-hmm. or in the jungle. Like that would be a way better movie than her just like, I don't know, being like, hey, let's go fly by those 
uh, fireworks. fireworks. <laughs> Visually cool, but not story cool. <laughs> yeah. And Visually cool, like, oh, kind of heartwarming. But at the same time, it's like, I don't I don't care. This is not pushing the story along. <laughs> this, this is the story is whack. <laughs> the whack. Like, I don't like this villain. You messed up the villain. Okay, yeah. but like, here you see her go into, like, the crypts of Athens to yeah. go see stuff. And, like, she sees Darkseid and, like, that... That was one of the craziest things that we found out, like, about the original theatrical cut. She just shows up at Bat- uh, Batman's Batcave and was like, yo, dark side. Like, yo, <laughs> these people are bad. She and sees like, the arrow and she looks up to the sun and goes like, dark side. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? Like, how did you make that jump? Like, if you yeah. knew about him, then you should have known about him. Here, we actually go like, oh, she learned about it because she went and, go- and saw the mosaics. Yeah. And then she goes, I need to tell Bruce and goes and tells Bruce. Yeah. Like, very smart. That's the kind of thing that people, like... Is it handholdy? No. I, I I think I've complained about this a lot. It's yeah. like, don't hold my hand. This is not you holding my hand. This is you telling a story. Yeah. Like I, I know that yeah. who Darkseid is, but people don't know. Like your viewers don't know who they are. Like just with Thanos, over and over again when we were introduced like yeah. in two minute clips of him. Like you got you can't just suddenly be like, This is the bad dude. Yeah. Like that doesn't work. And like, giving them a story. Is in is what matters, and what this Snyder cut did was actually give me a story that made me care. Yeah. Um, what did you think about Cyborg? Hmm. I thought he was okay. I mean, like I said, like I liked his character. Mm-hmm. I thought you know he fought pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I mean, he really was the heart of the story. You kind of feel bad for him towards the end. You kind of mm-hmm. watching him go through this journey of becoming like. Accepting that he's a robot, mm-hmm. but also accepting the fact that he's still a man, mm-hmm. which it's a really tough story to tell, but he, it was done really well. It sucks that the actor kind of doesn't want to do Cyborg anymore, well, right? because of everything that happened. Why would happen? Oh, um, the Warner Brothers producers, supposedly on the set, there was a lot of like racism towards him, I believe. Wow. For yeah. real? Yeah. Like th- there was a huge thing. He sued there. Like there's a bunch of mistreatment. There's like. Probably a hundred articles online that you can read right now that tell, will tell the story better than I am. I probably messed it up, but yeah, like it was a lot of fucked up stuff that happened to him. Wow. Yeah, and like I remember when they announced that he was gonna be cyborg, and I was stoked because yeah. I was like, I love Teen Titans. Cyborg is dope. Yeah. And I don't like an older version of Cyborg, but I was about it because I was like, here. dope. Yeah, it doesn't. It he doesn't, didn't say booyah once, which is so weird, and that and that's something that the theatrical cut did. Oh, he did. Yeah, at the very end, he says booyah. Oh, that's right. And the re the and like it's easy. <laughs> like it's an easy And I just complained about it. <laughs> <laughs> like that's an easy thing to explain too. But then he go booyah. Like serious? Yeah. Something nah, like that. see he needs to be like booyah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well that's the thing is that like Maybe la- later down the line when he becomes more human. Anyways. Hopefully. Like that well that's the thing is like that whole booyah thing comes from him being a football player. Yeah. And then like you could have you showed us play football him playing football. You could have It would have been cool this. if he said it like when he played Football, like, yeah. Like if he said it, there, yeah. If he said booyah there, I've been like, okay, cool. I'm, yeah, I'm like that's all I needed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I just, it's like when I watch a turtles movie and I don't hear them say cowabunga. It's not a turtles Oof, movie. Yeah, <laughs> but or pizza time. Oh, pizza time! Or a thousand different catchphrases. <laughs> <in this. laughs> um, oh, did you miss uh Aquaman's like woo? Ah, like, I did. The, the, I did miss it. Yeah. You did? I did. <laughs> I knew it. I, I love like, that man. It's like just, just it's, I was like, that's so cheesy. That I'm like, cheesy. I, I was kind of like, I'm glad. Like, it's just like, yeah. Like, that's I, you know, all the. <laughs> but I, in my head, I was like, I bet George misses the the whooping. The, the I do. Whoop, 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 whoop. 
<laughs> because because of who Jason Momoa is. Yeah. And because like that's a like that's the thing you're trying to make Aquaman be cool. Yeah. Then then let Jason Momoa just do his thing. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like in this moment it was wrong. In the, <laughs> no, it wasn't wrong. It was just like it it fit the Aquaman. You know what's funny? Aquaman was consistent in both movies. He was funny in the theatrical cut and he was serious in this cut. Mm-hmm. Like like he, or he was kind of angry. He was kind of just pissed off. He's like, "Fuck! Why am I involved in uh, in any of this? Like, yeah. I don't care about the Atlanteans, and I don't care about humans either." He's the reluctant king. Yeah, and then, but then in uh, what's it called? The theatrical cut. He's all like, "Oh, uh, I think he's like not good. Like he's mm-hmm. not good." And then, like, <laughs> yeah. he's like, slow down your heart rate. Yeah. And he's like making jokes. I'm like, okay. And then he like accidentally sits on the the lasso of truth. Lasso of truth. And he's like revealing everything he's thinking. Yeah. Oh well, okay, that's funny. And then like he, when he's yelling, he's like, "Whoop, whoop, whoop, whoop!" whoop. Yeah. Like I'm like, "Oh, yeah, that's, yeah sounds like goofy." Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Cool, yeah, that's funny." And then the, like I was like, "At least Jason Momoa was a good enough actor, stay consistent." Yeah, the whole. Like which movie are we making today? We're making the funny one. Yeah. We're making the serious <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and which is fine. Which is, you need in an actor like to know what kind of film they're in. I mean, and Batman did it too. Like. But it was even harder for Batman because Batman's Batman. He can't mm-hmm. be like, like, do you bleed? And then boom, like, he knocks him down. He's like, something's bleeding. Like, oh god, Batman, don't don't make a cheesy ass. Joke Someone like asked that. Snyder about that comment, by the way. About what? About the whole uh, "do you bleed" line. He goes, oh. why doesn't he say it? And then Zack Snyder answered it because that's stupid. <laughs> and then he just left it like that. He's just like, because this is a dumb question. Like, yeah. What the hell? Like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, I appreciate it that Snyder just doesn't give two fucks at this point. Yeah, I mean. Um, the one thing that I really liked about the movie, like, of course, I'm mentioning everything I like. I'm going to get to the points where I don't like. Um, one of the things I liked is that they didn't, and this is tough for me to say, because like I didn't rewatch the original Justice League because I've seen it a few times. When I, from what I remember of the original Justice League theatrical cut, I remember Diana being more of like, just like a quote unquote stereotypical woman and like being used in like for her femininity. What is that word? Femininity? Yeah, yeah, for her femininity. Like, she was more of a femme fatale. Not even like that. Like she was more just like, oh, this is the hot girl in the group. Mm-hmm. And we're just going to like go along with like everyone being awestruck about how fucking gorgeous she is. And not like the badass Amazonian that she is. And in right. Snyder Cut, she is the badass Amazonian. She literally murders a dude. She doesn't just murder a dude. She vaporizes a guy. All that is left of that dude is a freaking hat. <laughs> well, actually, we don't know because we don't actually see the after effect. He oh, might have just been blown up halfway. Oh, he dead. How do you know he's dead? <laughs> he's so dead. He, he, this is what's so cool about it is that like some people were complaining like, who is this? Who is uh, Wonder Woman in this movie? Like she would never kill anybody. Like read a fucking comic book. Yeah, she murders everybody. There's literally a comic book strand. That My li- grandma asked that question. I'll tell her that. What to read a fucking comic? Book. <laughs> <laughs> tell her. Tell her. No, because like there's a line in one of her comic books that she's all like, you know, one of the reasons why you have so many, uh, why, why she's talking to Bruce. She's like, you know, why you have so many villains? Because you don't do what it takes. And like then you see four panels of her literally chopping people's heads off because she's an Amazonian. That's yeah. who they are. Um, so I like that they like Must moved that nice. away. There's that one scene that I really despise in the theatrical cut mm-hmm. where the Flash falls. Uh, it's in the tunnel in the underneath Gotham, and he falls and he lands on top of Wonder Woman and like right under her boobs. Right, and it's so yeah. cringy. 
And it's like, why do that? Like, you're just sexualizing this fucking moment for nothing. Like, they, you, there's no gratification. It's not even funny. And, like, took it out. What did he do? Instead, he made fucking Barry go, wow, she's gorgeous. And, like, just like, whoa, kind of a thing. And not like, oh, my God, I'm drooling over her. It's more just like, wow, she's actually beautiful. And then she's a complete and utter badass that everybody just kind of, like, does it. Hmm. They, like, understands that you don't fuck with her because she'll kill you. <laughs> and, like, uh, there's scenes with um, Lois... Like, in the original movie, Lois gets called and brought to Superman b- via Alfred. Yeah. And it didn't make sense. Like, I, I understood why it happened. But in this movie, it just means so much more that Lois was already there. Yeah. And runs in front of Batman and stops him. Yeah. And it just... It's something that in the comic books and in a lot of comic books, not just DC, but also in Marvel, it, like, women are extremely powerful. And Lois is extremely intelligent and extremely strong. Yeah. And I'm glad that they were able to do that with her character in this. Yeah. And, like, the side stories were mostly focusing on, the like, the core six or whatever. But, like, Lois was more fleshed out. Um, Martha Kent was more fleshed out. Like, she... I don't think Martha Kent was well, more fleshed out. I think out. she was used better. Like, the whole conversation that, like, turned out not to be Martha and it was actually yeah, fucking Martian Manhunter. That's what I was saying. I, I, I think she only came out, like, twice. Her, her like her leaving the farm and then co- her coming back to the right. farm. But, like... So, I don't know if her character was actually... Well, not maybe not Martha. But, like, the use of Martha, at least. Because in the, fir- in the original theatrical cut, she makes that comment about Lois being thirsty. And oh. I'm like, again, you're just trying to make a joke for nothing. Yeah. And it's like, okay, if you're making that movie, but we've been talking about tones of movies. And Meanwhile, it's like, Joss Whedon's in the background, make him laugh. Yeah, make like, him laugh. He's just like, make him laugh in this dark fucking movie, which doesn't make sense. Like, this isn't that kind but of. That's movie. what I'm saying. Like, the, the theatrical cut was just like people putting pieces like, let's add this. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, let's. let's No, le- he lands on the boobs. That'll be funnier. And then we can get a joke and we can say she's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And like, okay. And like, like, it's just. It doesn't make sense. And I think that this movie did a way better job in making everything make sense and feel more like there's a flow and understanding of what's going to happen. And that's just a testament to like what happens when you let somebody just go crazy with their story and actually make the story they want, which is something we that doesn't very ha- that doesn't happen very often yeah. in Hollywood. Do you know about like how I was about to ask a stupid question, but like I was gonna say, do you know how movies are made? But no, uh, do do you know like that about the algorithm of like of audience like probability or something like that? Mm-mm. Like, what do you so mean? So, it every studio has this like thing where it's like, oh, um, like oh, uh, actually, we've you know we've taken a poll and uh looks like 60 percent of our audience or main core audience that watch superhero movies prefer to have you know oh. laughs or whatever so we don't want to make it too dark blah 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 mm-hmm. like so there's that and uh so i think what happens a lot in movies is like like one one little scene can turn into like a whole completely different thing by the time it gets shot mm. and i think joss whedon is more of like he's more flexible as, right. a, as a director and i think Zack snyder's not Zack snyder's like like get the hell out of my face like mm-hmm. like, like he tells I see what him, you mean like he's like get out of my face man get, get, get back the craft service is over there you know and like joss wins are like oh, okay cool like i can i can tweak some stuff let me see mm-hmm. and then like let me figure it out and so then, then you get these kind of like thirsty jokes or like oh like 
making these like jokes where it's like, oh, he lands on the boobs or whatever. Like, or the, like, he's not good. He's not good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you get those kinds of jokes where it's like really silly and then people go like, yeah, like, cause like, you know, our demographic is like from four to like 15. So obviously the kids, the, the first, like first 10, the from four to 10, that's like a already like way more of the, uh, bigger audience you know the mm-hmm. bigger percentage of the audience mm-hmm. so obviously yes they're gonna like the jokes mm-hmm. or they're gonna like something funny happening in the movie mm-hmm. so because like it's like one of those things where it's like uh, a guy comes by and then they're like i'm providing you with the money and i want this movie to work they they look at what like oh like it happens in music too like yeah it's all based on analytics and what it, what test audiences not only that but like there's like a thing where it's all like it, you can kind of you kind of want to say like come on man like get those producers out of there but if they're not the the the, the production company puts them there because they're like we want to say that we had an input we don't want to just be like oh we provided money because then they're they're just there right so they they have these producers come in because then they if a producer says like uh let's say i'm the producer and you're the director right mm-hmm. hey uh george no Okay, I just <laughs> wanted to give you the suggestion, but if it's okay, then fine. Now, if it fails, the the production company can say, we offered you a suggestion of what to do, mm. and you didn't take it, and that's a big loss. Like, you said no to us, like, so many times. It's all on you. Mm-hmm. And that's that's why I'm saying, like, Zack Snyder really put his head on a chopping board. Hey! <laughs> chopping block. <laughs> a chop, uh, whatever, George. <laughs> 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 always trying to one up me no that's why Zack Snyder really put his head on the chopping block or neck on the chopping block because like he's literally saying like I made all these decisions without pretty much anybody mm-hmm. obviously they still have to put their name on there because like they front they're not all of it was reshot like it wasn't a whole reshoot it was just like there did use did use some of the suggestions that they did and who knows what suggestions they did right Mm -hmm. um but it's like one of those things where it's like it's so hard to say no sometimes and i and i and i bring this up because i don't want to i feel like there's so much hate gonna happen towards joss whedon Mm. because like oh man you clearly made a, a a horrible movie well, not a horrible movie, but like a a pretty bad movie compared to what the actual vision was. Mm-hmm. Like you ruined this guy's movie, right? And it's so hard, and that's why I'm saying that. Like I think he's just more flexible with the idea of like someone saying like, "Hey, um, like can can we add like a little bit more? Um, like the this you know this visual seemed kind of dark. Can you brighten it up a bit? Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, sure. You know, we'll we'll make this. We'll make him put the original suit. We won't do the black suit." Mm-hmm. Like stuff, like little things like that. Yeah, and 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 it, and the reason he does that is because like, then Joss Whedon, if it fails, like, I didn't make it fail. You, you made, made it fail. fail, right? But in this scenario, it sucks because like literally his name is a, it, he was the only change that happened. So they're saying so. Pretty it's going to end up on him. Kind it's going to end up on him, and I don't think that's so much. That I don't think that's fair because like, one, you're taking on a project that's. Not him, yours. Not <laughs> not yours, and barely like has bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, well, let's rewrite this. Like, let's make it more mine, or like, or 
or someone saying like, "Hey, we didn't really like the intro in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Can we change that?" And I was like, "Uh, sure. Let's. I'll talk to the writer and see what else we can shoot." And then you you figure out like, oh, I need to do reshoots. And then you call, and then they're like, "Oh, like blah 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 blah." And they're like, "Oh, you know what? Henry Cavill said no. He's like, no, he'll do the reshoots. It's under contract. So yeah. that way, so you're like." I can't really blame it on him now. Yeah. So now I have to do the reshoots and now I'm going to have to do the visual effects. And yeah, in Henry and Henry Cavill's viewpoint, he got a call from Joss Whedon saying, Hey, uh, I need you to do reshoots. I can't, man. I'm going to already do in a movie <sighs> We're, we can CGI it off in that. In my head, I'm like, there's like a guy behind his back. Like, no, he's going to do it. It's under contract. He's got to do it. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, God damn it. Uh, anyways, this is just all speculation. I could be wrong about this, but I know how like no, that, some movies, a lot of that is actually what I've read. A lot of the productions like these do get tweaked like this because of produce like because not only because of producers, but because these guys are just saying like I gotta make a suggestion. I can't just sit around here with my pockets in my hand and be like, Good job guys. Right. They have to say something like, Hey man, do you mind if you know it could be it could even be like the slightest thing where it's like, Hey, can we redo another take? Like just that. And mm-hmm. they go, yeah, let's do another take. Literally, okay, I took a suggestion. Like, we're not going to use that take. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, reset. Even though that's not something that they would do, a producer wouldn't do because a producer would not want to waste the money to it takes to, like, of course. reset yeah. <laughs> everybody. <laughs> it's uh, more over time that they have to pay. Actually, if anything, they would say, Less hey, takes. yeah, can you do it under three takes? Like, three takes? And like, I, I, had, I had the whole day slot. I was hoping to do five. Three takes. This is a one shot. (laughs) (laughs) So I can, I I don't know. I'm trying to, I guess I'm trying to like. You're trying to stick up for Joss Whedon. I'm trying to stick up for Joss Whedon because I don't think he makes bad movies. Right. Like, I mean. It's probably not the best time to be sticking up for Joss Whedon, I will say. (laughs) No, I know. But like, I would say I'm, I'm not, I'm shifting the blame. Yeah. I'm shifting the blame to Warner Brothers. Right. Who aren't really making the best decisions. They're, it's the equivalent of a CEO making really bad decisions. Yeah, of course. You know, like they did in the last blockbuster. No. <laughs> <laughs> Many times. Um, yeah, that's the thing. It's just like a lot of people are going to blame Josh Whedon. And it's kind of easy right now, especially because of all the craziness that's happening against him right now and all of his sets that supposedly have occurred. Wait, what? Oh, you haven't read about that? About what? Um, he has a lot of sexual allegations against him. Damn. Dating back all the way to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <sighs> and like a bunch of people have been speaking out and saying like he's kind of weird on set and even uh david boreanis uh angel he came out and it was like yeah this is, I, I don't i was like i didn't experience it but if my co my co-stars are telling me that this is true i 100 percent stand by him wow by them saying it. so there's like a lot of stuff going on with joss whedon right now that's why i was like i did not I, know that as you were telling me this i was like yeah i get you like yeah it's not his artistically speaking it's not all his no yeah uh, <laughs> it has nothing to do with him being a human i being. wasn't like sticking up for him <laughs> no no no, like no of I course said. not i just wanted to make sure that people i honestly didn't that. know that no you didn't know that it's been going no. on for past month i think really yeah i didn't hear about it <laughs> yeah well i mean we try to keep it light on the show i don't want to bring <laughs> up if i was talking about sexual allegations i'll be taking every two every podcast and be like oh so this guy just got something happening right. hold up guys um, we were about to sign off <laughs> anyways go ahead but yeah no i agree with you like, it's not completely joss whedon's but like I, on if it had been any director jumping in into this they are bringing in their complete artistic vision of what that movie should be yeah i mean he just he had just done two avengers movies he knows how to do group um 
group movies where like multiple people like he understands how to mix people and how to make comedy and make that M- sense. multiple storylines exactly stuff, yeah. right like he knows how to do it but at the same time as we have come to realize and if you've read any articles like warner brothers was extremely like w- they wanted and needed this movie to be good because they wanted to beat marvel yeah and by doing that you just step on so many toes and you're overreaching on things that you shouldn't be reaching on like I have said the original Justice League, the theatrical cut, the Justice League movie is okay. It's okay. You told me it was good. It was like looking on the first day because it was good because I wanted it to be good. And I still think <laughs> okay. there's like good parts, but yeah. it, like as a whole, it's okay. Yeah. Um, but like this version of the Snyder Cut, it's like this is what happens when you just let people just do what they they know what to do. Like the guys made so many movies. Just trust them. Like, look at any time that freaking Christopher Nolan does anything. You leave him alone, look what he makes. He makes millions of dollars. Yeah, and that's what I'm getting at. The let I'm, I'm saying, like, Warner Brothers, there is certain directors who they go, hey, shut up. Or, mm-hmm. like, or like they're like, yeah, I'll shoot that. I'm not going to use it. Right, <laughs> but I'll shoot it for you. <laughs> I'll shoot it for you. And then that's, uh, it's funny. It happens in music, too, where it's, yeah. like, where it's all, like, uh, uh, you know the the black keys they said they were talking about that it's like oh. oh dude some producers like literally told me like the, he told the drummer he's like hey uh go a little higher on the hi-hat like go a little higher on the hi-hat are you serious like yeah yeah like i, I, I think I, I think people like the sound and then and he goes fine and then uh he's like well, i remember recording my first uh, thing and he asked um mouse uh, oh my god very famous DJ or Dead producer, Dead Mouse. No, not Dead Mouse. <sighs> he did Sparkle Horse. He did Norris Barkley. Man, some music fans are going to be like, Joey, it's this. <laughs> Anyways, he has this really famous producer. He's like, oh, what should I do? Like, they're asking me to re record the whole thing with a higher drum, uh, higher hi hat. Mm-hmm. And he goes, like, You know what to do. It's like, I do? And he's like, Yeah, you do. And he's like, Send them the same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he's like i sent it the same thing he's like thanks <laughs> he's like has no clue what it is like so like if a producer goes like hey do you mind uh increasing the expo like the exposure on this uh-huh. it's like yeah sure it's like and then he'll talk it's like yeah he's gonna go ch- change it right now he just goes mm-hmm. he's not really doing anything <laughs> touches like, the camera a little yeah. bit he goes you're like much like, better, <laughs> much better, yeah. <laughs> and then everyone else is like fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, and then sometimes that does happen. Yeah. Again, there are. I'm not saying all producers <laughs> are like that. There is some producers who know what the heck they're doing. Yeah, of course. Like, there's a there's a really good producer. I forgot. Uh, Christopher yeah. Nolan's wife. Oh, she's really good too. Yeah. Zack Snyder's wife too. Yeah. Um, but there's another producer, not Kathleen Kennedy. Uh. <laughs> I would like a lesser known producer that I think really knows what to do is Scott Mosier. Oh, yes. Like oh, he understands man. like I've I, I mean obviously a big fan of Kevin Smith and I've listened to Smodcast for years. Yeah. Like when they go into detail of like how they make their movies, like Scott Mosier is like on top of it and he figures out the littlest of details to make sure that filming and schedules are done perfectly and he makes decisions on the set that Kevin just goes, You know what, you're right. Yeah, I mean like I, I can't think of any right now, and I'm trying to look up some, but there's just some producers. Uh, sometimes when it's a director producing a movie, mm-hmm. like you can tell the difference, or mm-hmm. you can tell like their vision is kind of there, but mm-hmm. like it's not shot in the same way. Right. And um, 
I think that some people can really produce a really good movie. Oh, there, I just I clicked and it went away. Bro, Jerry Bruckheimer. Oh, yeah. Jerry Bruckheimer is really good at what he does. He Not necessarily he makes a lot of good movies. Yeah. But he's, you, you know that name because you're like, oh, it's a Jerry Bruckheimer film. I was like, oh. Like must be pretty good. It must be, it must pretty be somewhat okay. Somewhat okay. Yeah. <laughs> at the very least, like, at I the may, bottom. <laughs> yeah, you're like I may or may not like him. Like whether you like it or like him or not, or like his mm-hmm. movies, it's just one of those like I'm, I'm gonna look up one of those his movies right now. Give me Iro- I, ironically, like the other two producers that like come to my mind is uh, Ben Affleck, who produces a lot of films, and we've discussed about his Green Room show that he used to do with Matt Damon. Yeah. Like he's actually a really good producer, from what I've read. Like he adds adds really good valuable moments, and he does let the director do his thing do her his or her thing to make sure the movie is like to their vision and to another extent like tom cruise tom cruise produces the shit out of those men mission impossible movies and they are great productions i and uh, very rarely do ever hear bad things coming from those movies yeah and it's and it's because like they they've been in the business for so long it's like no you know what trust me you're gonna want to get you know uh this cinematographer yeah it's like it's gonna fit really well it's like i don't know man i've always worked with blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. i'm like trust me you want to work with blah 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 for this movie you're gonna want to work he did all the pirates of the caribbean movies great movies remember the titans amazing movie armageddon that is okay that's a somewhat okay movie (laughs) yeah and (laughs) even though i watched that movie way too many times (laughs) he's done like a bunch he's got a damn he's got got his own production company well he did the national treasure movies I'm pretty sure Jerry Bruckheimer is the one with the lightning bolt hitting the tree, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. That's Beauty how much ugly. I know about Jerry Bruckheimer. Pearl Harbor, Black Hawk Down, Bad Company, Kangaroo I mean, Jack. <laughs> Kangaroo Jack. Uh, yeah, that's it. Someone okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and even the state. That's a really good one. Oh, Anyways. that's a great one. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, there's like a in in this Zack Snyder cut. All you got is Zack Snyder. Yeah. You don't got that many producers. You and and that's why I feel like it came out pretty good like I, i'll say this movie is pretty good mm-hmm. i won't say like this movie is great i love it like definitely won't be able to watch it a second time maybe i'll be able to watch some of it mm-hmm. like oh look i'll rewatch this part of this part mm-hmm. i remember this part's pretty cool but it's, it's pretty good i mean i i really love the movie i straight up i'll give this movie a nine you give it a nine yeah suicide squad because there's only two dc movies you've told me that you loved which was suicide squad or uh justice league um so suicide squad is is like parts of the movie that i really love um i love the music for okay. one i think uh david ayer did great with the music i love some of the characters in it and other stuff i don't like about the movie the movie that i actually really do think is like at the top of the list for dc is um uh man of steel and uh shazam and man okay. of steel i only like like a lot i only like some of it it's just because it, it, it does that thing that, like, people don't want to do where they don't want to make Superman all-powerful. Yeah. And I'm just like, dude, he's Superman. Just make him all-powerful and give him an actual hard decision to make. Yeah. Um. So that's why, like, a lot of people love Man of Steel. Like, love that movie. And I'm like, yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's not that great, though. And I think Shazam, despite having a kind of shitty villain, did a lot of the, like, the the story aspect of it really well. Yeah, it really shaped, reshaped uh, mm-hmm. how you view DC movies. Right. And then... From Aquaman, I love Jason Momoa. The rest of the movie is like kind of yeah. whatever. <laughs> okay, but, but so if Man of Steel or Justice League? Uh, Justice League. Dark I mean, Knight or Justice League? Dark Knight or Justice League? Dark Knight. <laughs> it's not, it's not, <laughs> the, <laughs> it's not that not hard. hard. <laughs> um, I love, I think Justice League might be my favorite comic book movie. Um, and that's wow, unfair. Wow, really? I think it might be like, nah. 
Maybe maybe not my favorite. Yeah, I, like, say, I do love Endgame and I love Infinity War. I yeah. think those two movies put together, like obviously, beat the crap out of Justice League, oh, yeah. out of Snyder Cut. Um, unfortunately, because they have like eighteen movies prior. Yeah. Uh, but like, I do think that the Snyder Cut is a real good, true, true to a comic book movie. And like I said, it's a graphic novel. Like, that's what this movie is. Yeah. And it's a lot of fan service, which as a fan, of course, I fucking love. Like, I can't. I, how am I not? Like, that's why yeah. I, I straight up will give this movie a nine. Like, and here's the things like I we're at an hour and 27. But like, here's the things that I hate about the movie. One, it's obviously too long. Like, four hours is impossible. Like, I get it. <laughs> they, they, for all the times that he was all like, I'm going to make two Justice League movies. It's going to oh, be two movies. Be like, cool. that's that's why this movie was supposed to be two. Like, yeah. I could see. Um but like my problem, my problems with it is like it's too long. Obvious, there's some stuff you can cut. My real huge, like the pain in the ass thing that probably takes off the whole one point away from it from being perfect. There's too much slow mo, man. Like too much what? Slow mo. Oh dude, yeah, yeah. The whole thing of scene is in slow motion, and I was like, dude, did I switch it to half speed? Like what's going on here? Because <laughs> it just kept freaking going and going, and I was like, what the hell, man? And it just I get, as soon as the Themyscira scene was like, okay, maybe it'll slow down. Nope. It just kept slowing even more and slow. I was like, okay, well, if you just sped it up and put it at normal speed, this movie would have been like three hours and we would have been done already. Yeah. But like that, that, that was my biggest gripe. And the second thing I really did, despite Superman's theme, Wonder Woman's theme was just spectacular. The score kind of sucks. There's like a lot of oh, weird that- that was because like they didn't get to do another right. Yeah, they re they used uh, what's his name, that DJ, they or that that YouTube DJ. Oh, did they? I think so. Yeah, I was. I forgot. What, like, I'm looking oh, up the composer. So right go now. look it up. Like my thing is like there was some weird chantings going on. There was some weird songs. I was just like, what the hell? It was super yeah. distracting. It was like took me out of the movie. Um, but as like a movie, like honestly, when it comes down to it, what I I loved the movie. I really think it was great. I think. Snyder, Zack Snyder should be extremely happy because he's getting a lot of the redemption story that he deserves because he's never been a bad director. He makes choices, be them good or bad in your views. Like this was his movie through and through mm-hmm. without anybody really like stepping in too much, I think. And I personally would love to see Justice League 2 and Justice League 3. I want to see a complete Justice League movie where they're living in the nightmare version of the future, uh-huh. which is what... Justice League 2 was going to be like start to finish it was going to be that deserted really world like he said my my vision for Justice League 2 all nightmare like we get the scene where the way that starts is um Darkseid kills Lois Lane by killing Lois Lane Superman goes crazy pretty much injustice wait Darkseid kills Lois Lane yeah hmm that doesn't make any sense because he ends up joining Darkseid that's why so like that's the thing right is that he kills Lois Lane when he kills Lois Lane, um, Superman goes aggro, loses his mind. And because he's not in control anymore, he uses the anti-life equation on him and he controls him that way. Mm-hmm. And that's how he destroys the entire world. And then there's that's why like the Joker's there, Deathstroke's there, which, God, that would have been dope to have that Ben Affleck movie fighting Deathstroke the entire time would have yeah. been sick. Um, there's that line that says, like, when I held Harley Quinn dying in my arms, oh, yeah. I was like, dude, he told me to make sure that I killed you and I'm going to, like... The fact that he cursed in it was just like, this is perfect Batman, future Batman. And then the third movie was going to be like the redemption arc of them coming, like going back into. It would have been Flash. Coming back. Yeah, coming back. 
Yeah, and like fixing everything. And the whole trilogy was supposed to end with Batman dying. Oh, nice. It was Batman's dead and uh, Lois and Clark have a kid. They name him Bruce. And I did read that. Bruce they, Kent. Yeah, Bruce Kent. And they take him to uh, the Batcave and they're like, your uncle would have wanted you to have all this. And then because he doesn't, because Bruce Kent wouldn't have superpowers. So he would become the next Batman. And I was like, that would have been sick as fuck. I would have loved that series. But Warner Brothers is like, no, no, no. So who knows, man? Oh, uh, the music was by Junkie XL. Oh, that dude? Yeah. I actually think I know that dude from YouTube. Yeah. Not great. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, So I give this movie, uh, I want to say like an eight. Solid eight. Uh, Yeah, yeah, eight. I was going to give it something lower, but I was like, no, you know what? I enjoyed the movie. And I agree I, with you. There's like nothing really much for me to complain except for The Flash. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like Mira. Mira like changed up her voice for some reason. Yeah, dude. Like, I, I, like dude, what the fuck? Like, th- this is the reason why she just needs to go away. <laughs> Although she did have a bad Another, scene. Badass scene where she like takes out. Oh, the blood? Yeah, blood that was pretty cool. That was I, cool. I was like, okay, that's cool. But that's not really her choice yeah like, no it's not like she went up to zach what if i pull out his blood it's like hey that's, that's a good one <laughs> holy sh- holy crap you tomorrow know. we hear news that, that I is know. true <laughs> i know right uh but so yeah I, again another person trying to flesh out a character in front of the audience it's like you have two minutes but you can't do that yeah norman osborne came out that was a trip oh i, I know didn't expect that one i was like oh wow with, that with his long cool. hair with his long hair yeah i was like oh, whatever maybe yeah. he gets a ponytail later yeah but like Never, <laughs> it's, it's so funny. I don't know. There's so many funny things about this movie, but like, um, so there's so I was like, and then the that's the other thing. I didn't like particularly love all the different uh, underwater scenes. Mm. I felt like they were too dark. Yeah, I think the way that James Wan did it was probably better. Yes, like it was slightly brighter, but not too dark. That's because it's a Zack Snyder film. Yeah, and then I was like, okay, whatever. And then yeah, Snyder just needs to learn. He literally needs to learn how to turn up that exposure. Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, <laughs> and then I don't know. I just um, like you said, it was too long. I don't I know agree how I with felt with the, parts, with the whole like. Uh, oh, the name? four by three. Four by three. Did you read into why? Uh, it's something about his vision was like something weird. I don't know. No, the the reason being like at first I thought it was kind of annoying, and then I realized why, and I read an article why. Um, he intended the movie to be done all in IMAX, so mm. that that uh, specific ratio is designed so that way you know how when you're watching like a Christopher Nolan movie yeah. in IMAX, like it goes from like the whole screen. To like half section and the whole screen. Mm. So the whole movie was going to take up the whole screen the 100% of the time. And that's the reason he wanted it to like that. So when he was shooting, he didn't do like the panel across the, the face. He had the whole widescreen. So that's why he was just like, I shot with this composition in mind. Mm-hmm. So if I cut this off, you're going to miss a lot of like the actual stuff that I want in the movie. Yeah. So like weird, but I get it. Like. It's fine. I don't, it didn't bother me that much. At the yeah. end of the day, I watched it on a giant 60-inch TV, so this, it didn't bother this me. This time he was like, I wanted to show you there's nothing overhead. <laughs> and then he, like, winked at the camera. Um, no, um, but, yeah, it gets, like, an A because it's just, like. Still a pretty high score from you. Yeah, it, it's, it's an enjoyable movie. It's just not. It's, it's too not, long. It's too long. It's too long. And there was a lot. I will say this. It's a very ambitious film, just like how mm. Endgame was. And Endgame was, like, the... 
I'm sure a lot of people have heard this, but it's the most ambitious movie <laughs> <laughs> that you're ever going to see. Yeah. It really is because, like, whenever you're going to see Captain America hold Thor's hammer, whenever you're going to, like, yeah. like... we got to get all these things in before yeah, it ends. Thor with his, like, braided beard. Like, that's cool. Like, he's <laughs> finally, like, uh, Odin. Yeah. Or he's the, the version of Odin. Yeah. You know, he's got the beer belly. Like, you never thought you'd see Thor like that. You see Iron Man with his nano suit mm-hmm. and... uh you get the shield, you know. It you it brought in all these other like cool stuff. It brought on a big ass war like at the mm-hmm. end, like uh, Ant Man super tall. Like you got, <laughs> you got so much, so many moving parts. It's such an ambitious film. Something that like if you brought it up thirty years ago, people were like, that's, "That's impossible." That's impossible. You're never gonna get that movie. Enter the Russo brothers. Yeah, and uh, it's like when people I used to say when I was a kid, because uh, I used to love The Simpsons. And I would tell my cousins, like, oh, I wish they would make a Simpsons movie. And they're like, they're never going to make a Simpsons movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why not, though? Like, And they're like, they're like short, Joey, TV is like a short movie. They mm-hmm. never bring TV into the movies. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but what if they did? Like, that would be really cool, wouldn't it? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I guess so. And then cut to like a couple years later 15 years later yeah a freaking Simpsons movie and I remember I tell them didn't I tell you guys I told you guys and they're like yep you did go <laughs> you said you'll make it you're like wow and then but yeah this movie was really ambitious because he added so much stuff that like you never really thought Martian Manhunter uh apparently uh, Adam is in it uh Ray Choi oh yeah R- Ryan Choi Ryan Choi forgot to mention that um He's in it, you know, uh, freaking Flash time travels. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Which was so dope. I did not see that coming. Yeah, I didn't think he was going to do it. But, and then, so, like, there's stuff. You get, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, the Green Lantern guy. Oh, Kilowog? Kilowog. Oh, well, there's two Green Lanterns that come out. Yeah, Kilowog in the nightmare scene. Oh, where he's dead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It was dope. I'm like, I was like, whoa, what? That was like, sick. Yeah, and I was like, that's cool. And then then you actually see a Green Lantern fight. And uh, die really quickly. Oh, I know. That Dude sucks. sucked. And you got to see um, Ares be a good guy and yeah, kill. That Wasn't was dope. It? Seeing Ares, Artemis, and Zeus, that was sick. I was that, like, that's fucking dope. Was that Zeus or it was is. it? Oh, it's it not is. Hercules? It, nah, it's not Hercules. <laughs> nah, it, well, it, ironically, yeah, like it's supposed to look like Hercules because Hercules is his kid. Yeah. And he still has that lion cloth, which is something that Hercules wears. Yeah. Because there is a, if you don't know, there is a comic book character Hercules in DC. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there's Wonder Woman who's a. Yeah. Well, and this is the first time that they call her Wonder Woman. Oh, is it? Yeah. They didn't call her that. They just called her the Blur in the 84. Mm. And in the other one, they just call her the Amazonian. Mm. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I love, I think I just want a movie with Wonder Woman in the present time. I'm tired of this, like, being in the past stuff. Like, just, I get it. You guys are really good. You've had your fun. Like, move along. Time it to was get good to- as the first movie. Just like how Captain yeah. America, it was, uh, it was good the first time. Let's like, the, the I didn't future. really need to go back to <laughs> see him, like. In the 80s. Like, yeah. like come on. Let's just move I didn't this along. see him in the Vietnam War. Or anything. Yeah. I mean, it's like Logan. Yeah, yeah. When they did, when they did, they um, only did it once in that one movie. Didn't you? Didn't really see him in another movie. The X Men Origins. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. It, it, this movie was just very ambitious. It's really good. Uh, I think, and Joey mentioned it. Like, honestly, if you're like four hours a lot, just watch it in parts. Yeah. Watch it in parts, and the movie's enjoyable. Like that's how I'm gonna get Danielle to watch it. I'm just gonna tell her watch this part. We'll stop, and if you want to keep going, we can. Like it doesn't even matter. You've already watched this movie. You've yeah. already watched it. Just stop it whenever you want, and then come back to it. Yeah, you, you're going to want to. I can guarantee people will 
zoom right past the first two parts. Yeah. Like, and then the third part starts and you start getting new stuff and you're like, oh, okay. And then after that, you probably start where I stopped when I was like, okay, let me stop right here and like, I'll come back to it in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. And then come back and then watch the rest of the movie. You literally have like three parts after that. And it, it's it's great. It's well done. It's well paced. I think a lot of things is well done. There's a few like editing jumps I mentioned. I don't remember what I was talking about. The CGI sometimes was kind of like wonky, but yeah. I was like, eh, whatever. Yeah, like I've hey. seen, I've seen worse uh, YouTube videos. Yeah, <laughs> and there was no budget, so hey, you you did what you could. Hey, man, that's hey, that's dope. Yeah, a great movie. I applaud Zack Snyder. If I ever get to meet him, I'll tell him thank you for being able to get this thing done, and I applaud him for making a dope ass DC graphic novel come yeah. to life. Yeah, it honestly, I mean, it encourages people to like maybe make their own like movie, mm-hmm. like like it encourages studios, hopefully to. Let people make their own movie, yeah. Rather than like, let's let's uh, put our little toes in there mm-hmm. and say something, you Just know. Just do the Kevin Feige model, man. Just choose one person, or that, Could, or choose uh, elect one guy. And be like, I mean, Disney really does kind of do kind of right, where it's like, well, not right, but like, you know what I mean? Like, like okay, you're in charge of the Pixar, you're right. in charge of Marvel, you're in charge of Star like, Wars, and you're yeah. in charge of. All Kathleen Disney. Kennedy, Kevin Feige, and whoever the hell is Ju- the uh, something person. Katzenberg, something. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And then I think I forget who the guy Bob Iger for Disney. Yes. Well, I don't think it's Bob Iger anymore. I think it's somebody new. I don't know. But yeah, but like that—that's just how you do it. Just do it that way. And if you can't trust one person, then just make films that don't necessarily have to connect. Just make an entire Justice yeah. League. The crazy thing about DC and comic books is, guys, they can exist in different universes. Yeah. They don't have to be all in the same area. You can make up, like, there's two Jokers right now, so. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's two Jokers. There's about to be two Supermen. There's mm. technically two Flashes if you count the CW one. Like, it doesn't <laughs> matter. It's going to be fine. Just just make a good movie. And I would love to be the one to make that good movie. So if you want to contact me, <laughs> go ahead and reach out to the podcast. Just go ahead and I'll do the movie for next to nothing. Uh, yeah, I'll write it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, our next superhero movie will probably be Black Widow. So if... You if don't that ever spe- comes out. If that ever comes Oh, it's supposed to come out this year. If that ever comes out. Okay, well, anyways, <laughs> I'm hopeful that it does come out, and we'll probably talk about it then. Yeah. And then, uh, but next week, we're going to talk about... Uh, we're going to actually talk with our friend. Uh, Mentioned and, him more than a few times. Yeah, and we're excited. I'm excited to hear his input on my mov- on the movie I told him, which is... Uh, actually, we'll, we'll mention it. No, we should tell him what movies we're watching. Uh, it's, well, because we, we don't know the third one. It's Grand Budapest Hotel, Shawshank Redemption, and TBD. Yeah, most likely it'll be me, Joe Black, or Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Yeah. Unless he throws a curveball and he's like, Finding Nemo. <laughs> 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 Anyways. All right. Well, uh, we've been uh, having fun here, and uh, go watch some movies. Woo!